So this is going to be just brief on how people change, and I'm talking about spiritual growth, transformation. And so all of us, as followers of Jesus at various times, probably been faced with the question, have I really changed, or have I really changed much? I've been a Christian for X number of years. Why do I consistently respond negatively? Why am I still irritable? Why do I still struggle with whatever? And we ask those questions, and then we can begin to wonder if we've really changed at all. And my response to that would be, well, don't be surprised at that. You're a sinner. And that's not to make light of those questions. Those are real questions. But I would actually be surprised if change was easy. And the fact that it is difficult speaks to the fact that God is realistic. He actually told us following him would be difficult. And he said difficult, but not impossible. So, of course, the best athletes, musicians, artists make something extremely difficult look easy. But they've trained over time in something that's rigorously demanding, and then over time they become masters of something so that it becomes second nature. And so spiritual change is like something like that. It's difficult, but it's not impossible. So change is possible. But it takes a few things. It takes a training plan, it takes time, and it takes effort. So just to help us think through this, I have four principles for how people change. And I've adapted these from J.I. Packer and Dallas Willard. So they're not my own ideas, nothing special. Um, So here are the four principles. The first one is being precedes doing. That sounds kind of vague, but it's pretty simple. Being comes before doing. What you do flows out of who you are. So we use language like beliefs, values, behavior. Your your behavior, what you do, comes out of who you are and the things you value. So Jesus said it like this in Luke chapter 6. He said, The good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good, and the evil person out of the evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So change and transformation as far as Jesus is concerned, is primarily about being, not necessarily doing. It's about becoming a different kind of person, a person who delights in the will of God, a person who wants to want the things that honor God. And so the essence of discipleship is not merely about doing more. That was the error of the Pharisees, They were concerned with external law-keeping, not internal heart transformation. So Jesus wants to transform the whole person, and it starts with the heart. He said, clean the inside of the cup, and then the outside of the cup will also be clean. So change the kind of person you are, and then the values and behaviors follow. So we see this idea in Luke 10, before the parable of the Good Samaritan, this lawyer Uh, the scribe of the law comes to Jesus and asks him, uh, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And really, he's not asking, uh, what should I do to become a good person, um, how he ought to be living. Instead, he's asking, uh, what's the silver bullet? Uh, What do I need to do so I can reap the benefits of the law? And Jesus asked him, what does the law say? 
And the lawyer responds with the right Sunday school answer. He says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, your mind, and your strength, and your neighbor as yourself. And then Jesus essentially tells him, okay, you gave me the right Sunday school answer. And then he says, now do this and you will live. And so Jesus means be doing this, live in this kind of way, and, and you'll have life. So it's not about the silver bullet, but it's about living a different kind of life, life in the spirit. And so he's, Jesus is pinpointing the need for a transformed life. And so he makes a distinction between being and doing. And so as I mentioned, the Pharisees were more concerned uh, with doing more. And when it comes to spiritual change and transformation, I think we often fall into the trap of thinking that more is the answer. I need more Bible reading, more scripture memory. If only I was better at prayer, better at evangelism. I need to worship more, 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 more. And we think our consistent struggles are due to a lack of spiritual intake. I mean, it's like a bad politician thinking all you got to do is throw more money at it and it'll get better. So more is not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, All of those things are good, uh, but our, our problem is not so much a lack of intake as it is learning to practice the presence of God. That's a phrase from Brother Lawrence. So how do we learn throughout our day to be sensitive to the Spirit as we walk in step with Him? And that's how we train to become a different kind of person. The answer is not necessarily more, but it's training ourselves to be attentive to the Spirit. So as we go about our day asking the Spirit, Spirit, fill me. Or Father, thank you. I'm so grateful. Uh, Jesus, I, I love you. And when we fall short, and don't be surprised because you will, when we fall short, we learn to repent quickly, get back on track, mess up, fess up, and move on. So that's the first principle. Being precedes doing. The second one is is grace is not opposed to effort, it's opposed to earning. And that's Dallas Willard's, you'll be familiar with that one. And here's what this means. As I mentioned earlier, change requires training plan, time, and effort. And if we want to see change, it takes effort. So it's not opposed to doing altogether. You don't drift into holiness. That's why we need a training plan. We're not going to change if you're wandering aimlessly. So sanctification, growth and holiness, is not a passive thing that just happens to us. God has designed it so that growth and transformation requires our effort. And so the important thing the truth of the gospel is there's nothing we can do to merit or earn God's favor. None of those efforts earn salvation. We're saved by grace. Justification comes before sanctification. But as we grow in sanctification, it's a a collaborative effort uh, on the work of God on one hand and our effort on the other. And God's work is always primary, but we do have a role to play. So there is a role for doing, but it's doing in response to what God has done. And that leads to the third principle, which is this, God empowers our obedience. So training, 
Uh, change requires a training plan, time, and effort, but there's also a fourth ingredient, and that's the power of God. And that's actually the most important one. That's the primary ingredient. 1 Corinthians 3, says, Paul says, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So we are called to obey, we are called to faithfulness, but power comes from God. And the Spirit empowers us to do what we're unable to do on our own. So that was the problem with the law, not that the law was sinful or bad, but the law failed to empower us to live a transformed life. What was needed was the Spirit to transform our hearts. In Philippians 2, Paul tells us to work out our salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you. So again, we have a role to play. We are to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. We are called to holiness. And at the same time, it is God who works in you. God empowers you for action. And then the fourth and final principle is starve sin by feasting on God. So spiritual change, growth, transformation is not just about the avoidance of sin. That's required, that's obvious, but we need something positive in its place. And there are a lot of ways you could talk about this principle, freedom from and freedom for. So God has set us free not only from sin and death, but he set us free for greater and deeper satisfaction in him. Freedom from and freedom for. You find this in 2 Timothy. Paul instructs Timothy not only to flee youthful passions, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace. And so to starve sin, you have to feast on God. And that involves practicing things like rejoicing, hoping, uh, thanksgiving, gratitude, pleasing God. So let me review four principles. Number one, being precedes doing. Two, grace is not opposed to effort. It's opposed to earning. Third, God empowers our obedience. And fourth, starve sin by feasting on God. So as Terry said, it's not uh, new, it's not flashy, but I believe it's true, and I hope you're encouraged by it.